Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know why we're here, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome along to another episode of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, where today we are going to do a quick audit of your home computer workstation. So in the last episode, I was talking to you about the importance of posture and positioning, why it matters, what the risks are, the side effects associated with poor posture and positioning, and what the ideal position we should have when we're working at the computer workstation. But as you may have figured out, it is really difficult to get good positioning at your workstation if you don't have the right equipment or if you don't have it set up correctly. So as a follow on from that episode, in this one, we're going to do an audit of your workstation to see, do you have everything that you need to work safely, to work comfortably and to be productive this year? So we're going to start not with the workstation itself, but the environment. Where have you set up your workstation in the home? Okay, and generally we can split it into two categories. We have people working from home who actually have a dedicated spare room or a dedicated home office that they work in. And then you have people who are set up in multi-purpose rooms and have to work around other people or have to tidy away the workstation at the end of the day. So things to consider firstly, if you are one of these people who do actually have a dedicated spare room or a dedicated home office, things that you should be looking at is firstly, make sure that you have adequate space to move around safely without tripping over cables and books and anything else that might be on the floor. Check your monitor for glare. And the easiest way to do this is to turn your screens off and just sit where you would normally sit when you're typing. And if there's glare on the screen, you're going to see it. It'll be very, very visible. If you do see glare, identify the source. So is it a window? Is it a door? Is it a mirror? Where is that glare coming from? And take steps to reduce the glare or remove it if you can. And this might mean that you might have to move the desk around, move the screens around, close a curtain, pull a blind, cover a mirror. Basically, try as much as you can to eliminate the source of glare. Make sure the room itself is warm enough. It's adequately heated for you or ventilated for you, depending on the time of year. You don't want to be too cold in the winter, too hot in the summer. So make sure your room can be safely and adequately heated and also ventilated. So it's comfortable for you any time of year and make sure you have enough lighting in the room the recommended light levels for a computer workstation is between three and five hundred lux most home workstations that i will have assessed with the lux meter fall well below that um, and that's normal enough because your home is not designed to be an office unless you have you know a actual dedicated office if your ceiling light is just a standard light fitting it's you know, it's very likely it's not going to be bright enough for you. Consider if you can changing it to an LED light fitting. If it's not possible for whatever reason, then use extra lights to illuminate the room. So 
your ambient floor lamps, your adjustable desk light, a ring light, strip lighting, anything like that that can boost the lighting level of the room. So that is less stressful and less strain on the eyes. That's what you can do to make a dedicated workroom more comfortable. And you could also consider things like adding in some plants to help with the air quality, little things like that. Make it a nice space. Make it somewhere you're happy to work in and that it's comfortable for you to work in. If you are working from either a shared common area, a multi-purpose room, the kitchen table, some people have dedicated desks in the living room, other people are working off the kitchen table, you can still work with that. It's, it's not ideal, but you can still work. Of course, you can still work like that. The first thing I would do, if, especially if you're working at a kitchen table, have a look around the home and just see, is there another area that you could possibly set up a small dedicated work desk. You don't need to have a big full-size office table at home. It just needs to be big enough to accommodate your laptop, the stand, the keyboard, the mouse, you know, your phone, a cup of coffee, maybe a notepad. You don't need the big space when you're working from home. So definitely, if you are stuck at the kitchen table, I would have a look around and see, is there somewhere you could fit a wee small table just to use? Because then it's a dedicated desk. It's you can leave it set up. You can leave your things on it. Now, this is not possible for everyone. Absolutely, I understand. If you can't, and if you are working at a, a multi-use area like the kitchen table, obviously be mindful of trip hazards around the day. And these can change, especially if you're in a common area. The risk of tripping, falling, slipping, anything like that will change during the day because there might be other people around. So always be aware of your surroundings and what's around you. And make sure your cables are not training at your feet. Check your monitor for glare and adjust the position or remove the sorts of glare like you would if you're in an office. And importantly, make sure you have the appropriate peripheral equipment. So don't just work at the kitchen table or the living room table or the coffee table with just a laptop. I would like to think that at this point in the home working, hybrid working scenario, we are well past working off a laptop. But I, I know for a lot of people that's not true. Ideally, you should have your peripherals your laptop stand, your keyboard and your mouse at a minimum so that you can work safely no matter what your surface is. The next thing we're going to look at is the skeleton of the workstation, the desk and the chair or the work surface and the chair. So when it comes to the work surface, and I, the reason I call it a work surface as opposed to a desk is I do realise not everyone has an actual desk. But the work surface, whatever you're using, should be stable. There should be plenty of room for your legs underneath. You should have enough clearance space between your thighs and the underside of the desk so they're not in contact with drawers or with shelving under the desk. And you should have enough space, enough surface area for your actual equipment, the stuff that you really, really need to use when you're working. You should be able to fit that on the surface. When it comes to height, while there are standards for actual office furniture, when it comes to the surfaces that we're using at home, there's a huge variation in the heights of surfaces that people are using. And the best height for you, well, it's going to depend on your own stature. So ideally, the height of your work surface and the height of the chair and your stature should all kind of work together. But there is a very wide variation of heights. You really need to make sure you have clearance for your legs underneath. If your knees are higher than your hips when you are seated at the right height for your surface. So when your elbows are level, 
if you notice that your knees are higher than your hips, well, then that surface is too low for you and needs to be raised up. However, if, like me, when you sit with your elbows level with the work surface and you find that you cannot rest your feet on the floor, well, then it's too high for you. And in most cases, this can't actually be adapted. It's much easier to make a surface higher than it is lower. And in that case, you'd compensate by using a footrest. So work surface is very massively in height. You can make it work, though. The important thing is that it's stable. There's clearance room for your legs underneath and enough room on the surface for everything that you really, really need. The seating is what we'll move on to next. Now, I do have a whole dedicated episode, a whole dedicated blog post, etc. about all different types of workstation equipment. And the seating is still the one that um, most home workstations really seem to be lacking. At a minimum, your work seating should be height adjustable, should have a five spoke base with wheels with casters underneath. And that's so it can move easily and it can swivel and turn and you can get in and out and around your space quite easily with minimal effort. It should have a tilt adjustable backrest. And it should have a height adjustable lumbar support. And if it has armrests, they should be adjustable. That's the minimum. Make sure all your adjustments are fully functional, that the seat pan, the padding on the seat is comfortable for you to sit on. Now, if you have a chair that cannot be adjusted in height, like many people, it's hit or miss whether or not it's going to be right for you because it depends totally on your stature and the desk. If it's fixed, it might not be the right height for you on your desk. If the backrest is not adjustable, well, then the lumbar support might not be in the right place or it might not even have any lumbar support. If you don't have an adjustable chair and if getting an adjustable chair is not an option, either because you're self-employed or you're a contractor, you can't afford it, or space is an issue, which it can be for many people, you can adapt other types of chairs by using extra foam and extra cushions to either increase the seated height or increase the support in your lumbar area. But I would always recommend assessing, can you get an office chair either through your employer? Can you get one secondhand? Can you make the space for one? Because as I said, at this point, home or hybrid working is here to stay and it is really important to have the right seating. But of course, I do understand it's not possible or it's not an option for everyone. So do your best to adapt what you have Critically, make sure your lumbar area is supported. So important. Your workstation monitors. So if you're using a laptop as your only screen, it should be elevated on a stand to bring it up to eye level, which means that you can view the laptop screen sitting upright, looking straight ahead. If you happen to be using an external monitor, make sure that it is also at the right height for you. So ear over shoulder, sitting upright, looking straight ahead, your eye line should rest at the top third. Make sure if you're using an external monitor with a laptop, I would pick the external monitor to be screen number one and position that directly in front of you. I still assess a lot of people who have two screens, the laptop and the monitor, and the laptop is the one that's directly in front. But the external monitor is the one that's been used for most of the work. And when I talk to people, it's normally because they had the laptop first and the external monitor followed. So it was just popped on the side next to it with very little thought given to it. If you have an external monitor, that should be screen number one and should be positioned directly in front of you. If you're using it for most of your work and the laptop should be beside it and still elevated. If you're using a laptop as a screen at all, whether it's your primary screen, secondary screen, 
occasional use third screen, it should be elevated on a stand. If you're using two screens, now dual screen positioning, and again, I've gone into this in depth in other episodes and other blog posts, is very much based on how you use them. If you use both screens 50-50, put them side by side with you in the middle and angle them towards you. If you use it roughly 80-20, so you've one screen for most of your work and the other screen just has some kind of peripheral programs, emails, messages on it, then that main one should be directly in front of you and the second screen should be to the side and angle it towards you and try if you can and put it on the same side as your dominant eye. So that's your screens. Your peripheral devices, if you're working from home or if you're hybrid working, it's pretty safe to assume that you're using the laptop as your home work computer. If this is the case, which it is for most people, either using a laptop or a tablet, it should be on a stand. You should have a separate keyboard. You should have a separate mouse. And this is so important to reduce the risk of musculoskeletal pain and long-term damage, which is associated with prolonged use of laptops and mobile devices. If you're hybrid working or if you have a small workspace, compact wireless keyboards are a really good option because they can be easily, easily tidied away. Just pop it into your laptop bag when you're done and it's out of the way along with the mouse. And also it reduces the reach distance to the mouse. So anyone who knows me knows I'm a big fan of the compact keyboard, especially for people who have shoulder discomfort. But it's a great option for anyone hybrid working. It's a great option for anyone working with a smaller than office-sized desk or a multi-use workstation because that usually has to be tidied away at the end of the day. And one of the reasons people don't get peripherals is they feel like they don't have the space for it and they don't want to be storing it everywhere. Get a nice compact keyboard and a mouse and they just pop in your laptop bag when you're done. Easily tidied away with the laptop stand, easily brought back out in the days when you're working from home. Make sure your laptop stand is foldable. There's loads of them available now um, that are designed to be portable and to be able to be stored in your laptop bag. So really, there's no real excuse. Even if you're working at a kitchen table, the bare minimum you should have is your laptop stand, keyboard and mouse. Everything else we can work around. But even if you have, like I've seen people at kitchen tables with good office chairs still working off just a laptop. You cannot work safely on a laptop for prolonged periods. So bare minimum should be laptop stand, keyboard and mouse. And if you're listening to this and you're just working off a laptop, well, New Year resolution is to get your laptop stand, your keyboard and your mouse. But rests, foam rollers, children's steps, they are essential for somebody like myself who is a bit short and can't reach the floor when they're seated back in the chair. It gives you a level of stability. It takes some of the stress off the hips, some of the stress off the backs and helps with circulation in the lower limbs. So they are really essential for people who need that extra bit of support underfoot. And another piece of kit that is so great, and it's probably my second most recommended piece of equipment during the pandemic, is the wireless headset. If you're working from home and you are doing virtual meetings and you are doing video calls, really you should have a wireless headset or earbuds because it just means you can have a bit of freedom from the desk, let you move around during those calls or even for a minute during those calls where they're longer than an hour. So really you're going to be going to be sitting there for a while. Really the whole point of this was to just allow you to sit at your desk and do a quick audit of the home workstation setup to see do you have everything you need. If you don't, well then get your ear off to the best start and make sure it's set up correctly for success to allow you to be healthy, 
to allow you to be comfortable, to allow you to be productive. For more in-depth information, I have done blog posts and I have done episodes of this podcast all about chairs, desks, your keyboards, your mouse devices to help you pick the best ones for you. Definitely go back and have a look at that if you have gone through this audit and realised actually I am missing some vital pieces of equipment here and I need to rectify that to get my year off to a good start. Go back and check out those older episodes and the other blog posts for all the information about desks, chairs, keyboards and mouse devices. That's it for now. As always, all my social media information and tag names will be in the show notes. Give me a follow. There's always information being put up there that I hope is useful for everybody, but I'm always trying to get the information out there, tips and tricks to help you feel better when you're at work. So give me a follow on social media. The link to the blog post for this, which will have visuals and images that might you might find useful. Again, that'll be in the show notes. And until next time, everybody stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you again soon.